the light of life. Amen. The light of life. John chapter 8, the verse number 12. John 8, the verse number 12. John 8, the verse number 12. And the scripture reads, Then speak Jesus again unto them, saying, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, thank you, but shall have the light of life. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So we're naming the message the light of life. The light of life shall have the light of life. John chapter 1, the verse number 4. The scripture says, In him was life. And the word life there is the word zoe. Zoe means the God's, God's life, God's nature. Was, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the word light there is the word is a Greek word force or force or whatever force p h o s force, which means captured light. If any of us understand um, the old type of um, photography, you know those days you have those pictures you take pictures, what, what were they called? Again, is it Polaroid or something? You take a photograph and then take it to a dark room and go and, and, and wash it and then the image will come out. Wonderful. But you need light in that darkness to get that. So what actually happens is that the camera captures, uses the light so when the light is not good you get a very bad image. When the light is good you get a very good image. Praise God. Now, so that light is what captures the image. But you don't actually see a good image. Even if you look at the, um, the, the, the one on the print, the one on the negatives, you think the people are ghosts. Have you noticed the, the, those days if you... Some of you have not been there before. You, they, they, the people look like ghosts until they are washed. Until that thing is washed, then all of a sudden, from the dark room, you see a very bright, nice black and white image. <laughs> and it looks fantastic. Now, it's the same type of idea we'll be driving at this morning. Um, but I'll get to that in a moment. Now, Genesis chapter number 2, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. Um, we've read that the other day, so I just want to recapitulate. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. Let's read it. It says, and God said, let us make man in our image. Someone say image. And after our likeness. And let them have dominion. That's what I'm going to. The word is dominion. Over the fish of the sea, 
over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Then we jump to chapter 2. The verse number, was it 7 now? It says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils. Take note of what he breathed into his nostrils. The breath of life. And the man became a living soul, not a living spirit. And we established that on Wednesday, that the man was not a living soul, but a living what? Sorry, not a living spirit, but a living what? Soul. But God, John 4, 24 says, God is spirit. They that worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. So if God is creating somebody, the person will be what? Spirit. True of us. Yeah, I'm slow for a reason. The person will walk will be what? Spirit. But the person was a living soul. Wow. So then what is the difference? What happened to man? God formed man. And we realize that when God formed man, man here, he didn't mention image and likeness. Well, somebody would say, okay, it will assume that he said, I will create man in my image and likeness. So if he's forming the man, the man should now be in his image. But not quite so. Verse 8. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And we said earlier on in earlier studies that the creation of man and the formation are two different things. The creation, God said he had created. Yet in chapter 2, we are seeing God forming man again. Why? Because creation and what? Formation are different. Creation is something spiritual. It's his plan, his intention. So the creation is man in God's spirit. Man in God's, as God wants him to be. In his image and in his what? Likeness. But now he begins to form the man and he uses what? The dust of the earth. The verse, um, verse 8. Did we finish verse 8? We didn't finish verse 8. Oh, did we? And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. Good. Okay, verse 9. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Verse 10, and a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. Now, if we read that chapter 2, the verse number 4, go back a little, backtrack. Then it says, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Verse 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. 
But in chapter 1, he says he has created. Chapter 2, he says there is no man to till the ground. How could that be? That tells you that the first one was what? Spiritual. What was, it's just like how you create and you build a building. An architect will need a plan. So when you see the plan, the plan is as good as the building. So the moment you see the plan, you already seen the building, but it needs to now be what? Physically formed. And the structures put in place. So when God created man, it was God's idea in the mind of God. His spiritual idea, his mind. He created God, that was a blueprint. But he says there is no man to till the ground that of the physical garden he has now created. Where was man? Then we see now in verse 7, now he formed man and placed him in the garden. That is a physical formation. Yet, when he formed the man, the man was a living soul without the image and likeness mentioned again. Why? A reason. Because the scripture says, in the garden, he puts there all trees for food. Then also, the scripture was very instructive in saying also. That is to tell you this was an addition to what he did physically. He puts there the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life in the midst of the garden. And I have established to you already and taught you that the trees in the garden, all of them are not physical. Some were spiritual. The tree of life is actually not a physical tree. It's a spiritual tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is not a physical tree. It's a spiritual tree. Welcome back from Turkey. You enjoyed your trip? Good. Now, so you will find out that in what God created, there was something missing. Now, God created man perfect, but the man was not complete. Why? Did I say so? The reason is this. When God created the man, everything the man needed to become like God, he has put in man. But the man was not complete. How would the man become complete? He told him, eat of every tree in the garden, but only one. Of the tree of the knowledge of what? Good and evil. Don't eat. Guess what? He avoided every tree and took the one they told him not to eat. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He ate it. And God says, the day you eat of this tree, you will surely die. And the Hebrew word for surely die there means you will die, die. It's two deaths. You will die spiritually to die physically. And then chapter 3, verse 1, we've read all this before. The Bible says that this alien spirit came to say, did God say the day you eat of this tree, you will die? He said, well, you will not die, but you become like him. It's a lie. He trapped them and they died. They ate it and they died. Romans chapter 5, the verse number 12 tells us that they actually died. Let's go then. 
Romans 5.12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered, so God calls the disobedience of man in the garden sin. The disobedience of the man in the garden, he calls what? Sin. As by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so also what also came in after the sin was death. And so death passed upon all men. What is the meaning of all in your village? Where you come from? <laughs> your village is Scotland. Where you come from? It's all. All means what? All. Passed on all men. And every man died. And so passed, death passed on all men for that all have sinned. Verse 13. For unto the law was, unto the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. In other words, Adam was the only person given a law. What was the law? Eat of the tree of life. Don't eat of the tree of good and evil. And everybody else was not given a law. So after Adam and Eve, after they ate, they died. But the scripture goes on to say that Every other person who did not, was not under that law, didn't have anything ruling them. Because we didn't receive that instruction. Only Adam and Eve received it. So even though every man died, we died in the man called Adam. Now, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to who? Moses. Even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam, like Adam did, you see, because Adam had a law, but we didn't. Now, at the transgression, who is the figure? The Bible says he is what? The figure. The word figure there is the same as image of him that was to come. So, so Adam, we said Adam was a first species put under a test condition. And was tested, he failed. So God, even in his failure, God saw him as a type or an example of another Adam he was going to what? Make. And put him in the same type of condition so that we see if he will fail. But something happened. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 5. Um, I think the verse number um, 12, let me see. Um, let me see if I can. Genesis 5, 3. Five, three, please. Now, so, now God begins to give us the genealogy of Adam. Okay, he says, and Adam lived 130 years. And he gave birth. The word begat there means he gave birth in his own image. Not the image of God. In his own what? Image. And called his name Set. 
not in the image of God, in Adam's what? Image. And that means a deaf image, deaf doomed image. The image there is the image of a fallen man, a mortal man, a man that will live for some time but will die. But the good thing about that, 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 that kind of time is that because they were, didn't have any law that governed them that lived for this number of years, they just kept living. Methuselah lived for so long. Adam lived 130 years before he gave birth to his first son. Then he continued living. He lived and lived and lived. And, Adam, and the days of Adam after he had begotten set were 800 years and he begat sons and daughters. Adam lived, he was living. 800 years. 900. Methuselah came. He lived the longest because he didn't want to die. And if you didn't want to die, you could stay on. But they stayed on in the image of Adam in a fallen state. So, what happened? If you want to know what happened in the fallen state, get that message on SoundCloud on Mortality Swallowed by, Up by Life, part two on SoundCloud. It tells us how the elements have been affected. And up to now, not this week we have who? Dennis. Dennis is in town. Yeah, Storm Dennis is in town. Last week it was Kiara. The UK is not surviving. Now it is Storm Dennis. How they find these names, I don't know. Next week it might be Storm Justice. Who knows? <laughs> If it's a boy, it's more dangerous. They are stubborn. They don't go quick. Kiara came, did things quickly, quickly. They, they left. Yeah. But people in England are still suffering. Thank God for Scotland. Dennis and what? The menace. <laughs> but you can feel the wind. Now, what has happened? Now, Adam's sin affected the ecology of the world. It affected the cosmos, affected the whole world because remember God gave him dominion over the earth, over the creeping things, over dogs, animals. That's why dogs also die. That's why cats die. They all die because Adam's death affected everything. So everything he touched died. God drove him out of the garden and said, don't stay in this garden, least then God says something very instructive. I'll talk about that another day. He says, the man has now become like us to know good and evil. Somebody asked me the other day, where did evil come from to enter Satan? It was always there. All you needed to do is to make a choice. It was always there. In the garden, good and evil was there. But it was a choice we were not supposed to what? Make. Well, let's get on to the message now. So if Adam created men after his image, all of us were made in the image of Adam. We took on the life of Adam. We took on the life of Adam. But God decided, I need to change this thing. So one day, a man came on the earth, and his name was Jesus. God sent him. And when Jesus came, the scripture says in John chapter 1, verse 4, which we read earlier, in him was life. 
Somebody say life. There are different kinds of life. There is plant life. There is animal life. There is human life. And then there is also spirit life. This life that God puts in his son is called Zoe. Zoe is not just a name. It means the nature of God. Who God is. He puts it in man. So remember, I said God created man perfect, but he was not complete. What was going to make him complete? If he took of the tree of life and ate it. And he chose different. God took him out because in his fallen state, if he eats the tree of life, he will remain like that forever. So God says, move out of the garden. Let me rebrand you and recreate you. Then you would have the ability to eat of the tree again. Guess what? This time around, he put that life that he put in a tree in a man. He called that man Jesus. So he says, in him was life. And this life was what? The light of man. In him was life. It is a spirit life that will dominate and take over everything that is physical. Verse 5. And it says, in that verse 5, that and the light shines in darkness. And the darkness comprehends it not or cannot what? Understand it. Cannot understand it. Cannot understand it. In, and, and what is darkness? And what is light? We have established Jesus said he is light. But aside that, we see in First John chapter 5, the verse number, um, I think verse, verse, um, verse 4. It's First John, the epistle, first, one John, not John 5, one John. First, first John 1, I beg your pardon, 1, 1, 1, 5, chapter 1, verse number 5. First John, chapter 1, verse 5, sorry. It says, this then is... The message. Someone say the message. Which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is what? Light. And in him, in who? God. In him is what? No darkness. So anything that is darkness is what? Outside God. That's the definition of darkness. And anything that is light is God. In him is what? Life. God is light. And this light is also life. So anytime God talks about life, he's talking about light. And I'm going somewhere very, very instructive and then we close. Anytime God talks about what? Life. He's talking about what? Light. If you read the verse 1 of 1 John 1, shall we go there? That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. So take note, all of this is coming through hearing. Somebody say hearing. Very important. 
that which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. He says, this, 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 this thing that we have heard, we have also seen it with our own eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. He calls this person the word of life. Take note, don't go there. Take note in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the word. The word was what? With God. And the word was what? God. Now he says, this word is life to men. But also what? Light to men. Then verse 2. For the life was manifested. I like this. The word manifest means it has now appeared. It used to be somewhere, but it is now it's, it's mani manifested. The Greek word is phanerod. It is, it is manifested. It is now shine forth. That's why Jesus said in the scripture we read earlier that he that receives me receives what? The light of life. Because the same thing. And we'll get to that in a moment. For the life was manifested and we have seen it. Actually, the, the, reason, that's the reason why they put bracket there means it's not there originally. We have seen, it should have been, we have seen him. Because it's a him. It's a person. This life has been put in a person, not in a tree, in a person. And the person is Jesus. And bear witness. In other words, we testify. We are telling you that what we are telling you is not a fable. This is true. Which was with the Father and was manifested to us. He was what? With the Father. And he was manifested to what? To us. Has been gifted to us. How was it gifted? Hallelujah. Praise God. How was it gifted? How was this word gifted? How was this word gifted? John 1 verse 12. I like many scriptures. Because then it reduces my talking. Because the best way to preach. Is to let the word explain itself if you are talking too much for the word you you are you 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 are over speaking all i have to do is to help you see the different aspects of the word and get the truth for yourself instead of interjecting what my mind is saying i'm not saying anything new i'm just showing you in the scriptures what this light of life is. But as many as have received him. So this is how we receive this new life. As many that has what? Received him. To them gave he power. The word power there means authority. What Adam lost in the garden. To them are given what? Power. Power to become what? Sons of God. Sons of God. To them that believe on his name. Verse 13. 
Then it says, these people are born not of blood, nor of what? Of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So there are people that are born of God. If you are born of God, the scripture says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt what? Among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory, the word became flesh. The word became flesh. The word became flesh. He dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of what? The only begotten of the father. Glory to God. So this word is talking about a person. That person is who? Jesus. The only begotten. But before then, when he came and he manifested he had what we call force. In him was what? Life. And the life was the light of men. Now, force is different from another type of light I'm going to show you in a moment. When it talks about force, force is just captured light. Okay? Or light that shines forth. But light can shine forth and may not be captured. Now, for example, if light shines on Prissy and I put a camera on her, I can capture her image, two of us. I'm going somewhere with this, stay with me. Don't lose, because if you lose this, you've lost the whole message. That's, I'm coming to the end of the message now. Now, if Prissy was in darkness and I took a picture of Prissy, do you think Prissy's image will come out properly? No. It will come out some kind. So that's why we have a flash on the camera. If it's in a dark place, if you set it properly, that flash would shine light on your image, then you can capture the image. Image that is captured is lost. Image that is not captured is lost. Now, when you become born again, we saw how you become born again by confessing with your mouth, believing what? With your heart. Then you are saved. It means you have received Christ. But that does not mean that your light will shine. You have been introduced to the light, force. Actually, you will even be walking in the light. But if you are not careful, it will look like you are walking in darkness. Why? I will show you that in a moment. Now, when Jesus walked on the earth, he manifested his glory. We'll talk about that on Thursday. But you will find out that that glory became different when he died and he resurrected. Hebrews chapter 2, uh, the verse number 9. Praise. Hebrews 2. Now, so this is how we capture the light. Now, this Jesus that is being talked about in Hebrews chapter 2 is not the same Jesus that walked on the shores of Galilee. 
He had died now. He has resurrected. The way you receive eternal life, the life that Jesus brought, is when you see him in his resurrection. How? That's what I want to show you. But we see Jesus, okay, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. So you must see him in his death. That when he died, I died. Every man we saw that have what? Sinned. And Romans 3.23, don't go there. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the scripture also says that any man that sins is worthy of what? Death. Now, all have sinned and died. But when Jesus came, he died my death. So when he died, I actually died. But I died in him. You must see that. When he resurrected... He was resurrected and crowned with glory and honor. This glory is different from the glory he had when he was walking. He was crowned with what? Glory and honor. That is why we can't sing songs like, and crown him, Lord. We can't crown him. He has been crowned. He has been crowned. In Revelations, the scripture says, there is he that sits upon the throne. The king, crowned already. He is already seated. So your son does not crown him. You, you fitting crown him. He has already been crowned. Only a higher authority can crown a person. God crowned him. Lord of lords. King of kings, the only potentate. Potentate means that the only one that has eternal life. He is eternal life. In fact, he doesn't have eternal life. He is eternal life, personified. So he's the one that can distribute it. Potentate means that he's the one that dwells in unapproachable light. Crowned with glory and honor. So when he resurrected, they crowned him with glory and honor. That he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. God doesn't die. So God couldn't have been killed. So he came as a man to die. Going somewhere with this. Verse 10. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing how many people? Many, many what? As many that receive him, they become what? Bring many what? As many that receive him become what? Bring many what? So you receive the light and then you become what? Son. So he was the first begotten, first begotten son. But when he resurrected, he became, the, he was the only begotten first. But when he resurrected, he became the first begotten and we became what? Sons. Whether you are female or male, you are a son. Amen. Sonship just means that somebody that has been given authority, influence, rulership. The same thing Adam lost in the garden. 
to, he says, for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons into glory. Not the glory of the first, the glory of the resurrection. To make the captain of their salvation perfect. So it's for your salvation. Through what? Sufferings. Verse 11. Let me stop at that verse 11. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified, I'm sanctified. When he died and resurrected, he sanctified us. In other words, he made you holy. He made you perfect. So all you need to do is to believe as many that receive him, he gave what? The power to become sons of God. When I believe in him, I receive the power. To believe in me, him means that I have accepted that he died in my place. When he died, I died. When he resurrected, I resurrected. And when he resurrected, he resurrected me as well. And I was no more dead in my... He says, you that were dead in your sins and your trespasses, I'm no more in my sin. I've been resurrected. To live in glory. To live in glory. Glory to the Lamb of God. To live in glory. To live in this glory. To live in glory. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. I'm one with Christ. Yeah. I'm one with him. He's not bigger. I'm one. If I'm one with him, it's a big thing. I say I'm one with him. You are one with him. I say you are one with him. I'm an heir of the Father. Join us with the Son, with the Son. We are children of the kingdom. We are family. Oh, we are one. We are one with him. We are family with Jesus. He's my family member. He's a big brother. But I'm his brother. You are his sister. Are you hearing me? Can you imagine if you're the brother of the prime minister of the United Kingdom? Then one riffraff comes and is threatening you. Who would you go to? Big brother. You get big brother on the case. Or somebody's harassing you. What do you do? You get big brother. Big brother will take care of everything. You introduce big brother into the case. See, big bro, there's somebody here troubling me. I need this case addressed. He said, don't worry. They send SAS or SSS. They send them after him. MI5, you just, you just disappear. The moment you see, you see them with glasses in their black suit, they are at your door, two of them. You are coming out. Then they check you. You are coming out. They check you. You say, okay, oh, this matter. What, what is the matter again? Is there anything that matter? He said, yes. The Prime Minister's brother says that you have been accosting him. Um... And you are wanted at number 10 down in, you start sweating. 
you start peeing. You, common police on the street, when you see them, you slow down, you start driving wakaid. <laughs> you start driving wakaid. Talk less of these black people with black glasses, they are meeting you at your door, and they said, you want to go out, they said, mm-mm. They want to move here, they said, my friend, enter the car. You know there is trouble. It's the same thing God does with diseases, with sicknesses, with anything that pains you, anything that comes after you, big brother, must be introduced into the case. His name is Jesus. When he steps into the case, the Bible says when he resurrected, he was given a name that is above every name, both on this earth, under the earth, under the underworld, in the realms, in every region. When he resurrected, he was crowned Lord of Lords, giving power and glory. In Revelation, it says he was given power, he was given glory, he was given honor, he was given riches. You contact what your big brother has done. And you engage it in this earth realm, you walk in victory. I say you walk in victory. You walk in victory. You walk in victory. I hope you can take one last scripture. Let's take one last one. Last one. Uh, last one. I think um, we'll do Second Timothy 1:10. Is it Second Timothy or 1 Timothy now? First, eh? First Timothy 1 10. First Timothy 1 10. The second. I was right, my friend. Don't don't mis, mislead me again. Hazard 14 14. Now we know you. <laughs> One day, Isaac just quoted the scripture to us. He says, Isaiah 14 14. Whatever will be, will be. We all thought it was right. Then we said, ah, let's look at this scripture. We saw it. Isaiah 14 14 was not whatever will be. <laughs> that is how you can be deceived. <laughs> He's bringing us out for the 14 again. I refuse to be deceived. <laughs> now, let's finish this thing so that we can go. Now, second, ah, you two, you have gone to First Timothy. It's Second Timothy. He has, he has deceived you. You two, you have been deceived. <laughs> Please go to Second Timothy. Let's finish this thing. Okay, yes. Um, can we start from verse 9, please, quickly? This is very, very important. It's the biggest thing I will ever say today. If you miss anything, don't miss this. Please, don't miss this. If you miss this, in fact, just go and drink, you know, tea after service. Just, just go and drink it. Just go home. Just say, okay, bye-bye. Thank you, God. Thank you. I came to church. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. It says, who has saved us and called us with unholy calling, not according to our works, you think that you were very perfect. That's why God called you. There are many that are more perfect. But God has not called them. Not according to our works. But according to his own purpose. And grace. This thing that you are seated in church that I'm preaching now. I'm juggling a lot of scriptures. And you are able to understand. Not everybody can understand. Some people come and sit here for nothing. Like, like what is he even saying? Yeah, well, that was a nice service. I, I could, I like the vibes. That's all. They go. They are blinded. At least you can understand something. The Spirit of God has called you. But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us 
in Christ Jesus before the world began. You were not called now. You were called before the world was begun. Now listen to this. This is the biggest part. But it's now man now made manifest. Fanero again. Made manifest, shine forth by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ. So when he showed up, word becoming flesh, when he showed up, the Bible says he did one thing. Who abolished death? He killed death. He nailed death. And has brought. The word brought there is a big word. Is the word fortizoed. It's a Greek word. Now, this is where the image bit will come in. Is the word what? Fortizo. The word fortizo is derived from that word force. But this is not just light that has shined forth, but it is light, even though it has been shined forth, has been captured and has been retained. I'll say it again. Light that has shined forth, but has been what? Captured and retained. Let's look at it this way. If you know any biology, photosynthesis, you know photosynthesis? Sunshine, the light or the energy of the light of the sun is given to the plant. The plant synthesizes the energy of the light. In other words, processes it into a more compound form. Then it becomes food for the plant. We call that photosynthesis. And when you, the way you know that a plant is doing well is how green it is. It means that photosynthesis is working. If the plant you go is brown, brown, mm-mm. Instead of recapturing the sun and using it as food, he's destroying it. Now, so Jesus, when he resurrected from the grave, that resurrection, what brought him out of the grave was the spirit of God. The Bible says the light of God shined in that grave and brought him out. But you see, the light, this light, the energy of this light is stronger than anything. You think this sun is very high. When you go to Africa or you go to Sahara Desert, it's no light at all compared to the light and the energy of God. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, I think 6, 16, the Bible says he dwells in unapproachable light. Light that nobody can approach. That's why when the Bible says God is light, it is not this sun that you are seeing, (laughs) it's nice light. No, you can approach it. No, but not even the angels can approach it. That is what the scripture says. Jesus said, no man has ever seen God at any time except the son of God who is in the, which is what? In the bosom of the father. Only he himself can step out of himself. So he came out of himself as Jesus. And so when he resurrected, he captured all of that light 
and the energy of God into himself. He retained it. He now distributed it to us. That is what it means by brought. Have you changed my scripture? I didn't say go here. Go back to where. <laughs> stay, stay where I am because I want to finish. Within 15 minutes, the whole service needs to close. So I need to finish now so that we can do take off and close. It's, but it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death. How did he abolish death? He destroyed the power of death with that energy of the light. And has brought life way and immortality to light through the gospel so when we hear the gospel this light that was in Christ that he captured in himself that he retained in himself he passes it on to you then you also become light anywhere you go you begin to shine the same light so the light that radiates from the spirit of the believer can destroy diseases, can destroy cancer, can destroy pain. When you know how to capture, so this light is false, but you must capture this light and retain this light in your own spirit man to be able to destroy any evil that comes. That's how we dominate our world. That's how we dominate our world. That's how you come into the image of the sun. So when we capture that light and we retain it, we begin to walk in his image. It means what Christ can do now, I can do. That's why some believers cannot do certain things because the energy of the light you have captured is not enough. Second Corinthians um, 3.18 um, is the first or second now? Second. Don't, don't. <laughs> no, no. It says, Second <laughs> Corinthians three eighteen. Now look at this. It says, but we all, with open face, we all, when you become born again, this is what you need to be taught. You all, with open face, the Bible says, beholding us in a glass, as in a mirror. What is that mirror? The Word of God. So anytime we eat the Word of God, I told you about photosynthesis. Photosynthesis become food for the body. Now, how do you retain this light? It comes through the word. The Bible says the word, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was what? God. And this word was the light of men. And this word was the life of men. Now, so how do we cause this light to come forth? By eating the word. The Bible says what? The word, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. So when the word of God saturates your being and takes over your inner faculties. The light of God in you that is retained begins to shine forth. Every devil begins to back off. When they come into your horizon, they find out that what you have retained is too much for them. Cancer comes, he tried you, he couldn't enter. Pain comes, he tries you, he couldn't enter. Poverty comes, he tries you, he couldn't enter. The energy that you are exuding is too much. We all, with open face, beholding him as in a glass as we look unto the Lord. The scripture says we are changed. There is something that changes a man. It's called the word of God. When the word of God enters your spirit as 
the light of God, it causes change to take place. Changes begin to take place in your mind. It begins to take place in your spirit. It begins to take place in your estate. It begins to take place in your marriage. It begins to take place everywhere around you. How do you cause change to take place? The light of God. But David said it so this way. David said, the Lord is my light. When the enemy comes against me, when my foes come to eat my flesh, they stumble and they fall. How do they stumble and fall? Because when they see the light, they can't approach. Unapproachable light, it's inside you. When you carry this light, no devil can stop you. No devil can stop you. This light can eat out things in your body. This light can change things around you. Anything that is put on your seat, when you go and sit on it, the light of God bounces it off. You sit on it, they are put a charm there, the charm bounces off. That is why it says, no divination, no enchantment come, shall come against Jacob and succeed. I prophesy over your life. It says, we are with an open face, beholding him as in a glass. We are changed into the same image, the same image, the light of God. As you look onto the light, you are changed into the same image, the image that God wanted us to become in the first Adam. He put it in the second Adam. So we come in the image of the second Adam. We operate in the image of the second Adam. First Corinthians 15, 45 puts it this way. As we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. There is a heavenly image that we must bear. That image comes through the fortizo, the shining forth of the light, the light of his word. It must shine forth in your life. You must have a fresh appetite for the word this year. You must decide that I will try intoxicate myself with the word. When you intoxicate yourself with the word, the word is food unto you. It is food unto you. The word causes you to begin to radiate. The word causes you to begin to shine forth. The word causes you to begin to experience a dimension of God you have never experienced before. I pray for you this year that this year you will not be at the same level. You will change level because you have contacted the light of light. You will change level. You will change level because you have contacted the light of life. He is the light of all men. He is the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. You want your life to be lighted. That is the true light. I said that is the true light. If you have been looking through other lights, this is the true light. He is the light. That is why the scripture says in Zion, we shall not move by the light of the sun, nor of the moon, but the Lord himself shall be our light. Are you hearing me somebody? Because we are operating by the energy and the frequency of the supernatural. The energy and the frequency of the Holy Ghost. The energy. The supernatural energy. The Bible says if the same spirit that rose Christ from the grave, if that same spirit dwells in your mortal bodies, that same spirit shall quicken you. Quicken you. Quicken you. It means cause your dead doomed body ah, to come alive. I said let the spirit of God cause you to come alive. I said begin to lift up your voice now. Begin to talk to God now. Zakatatata, rapatatata, mantelenklas kuprateke, 
as soon as they hear my voice they fade away I declare now in the name of Jesus that everything that is troubling you whether in your health whether in your life whether in your finances now they hear the voice of the Lord God I declare now the voice of the Lord that thunders upon many waters I declare now in the name of Jesus every embarrassment of the devil is destroyed over your life now destroyed over your life now every delay is cancelled now every pain is removed now I declare every frustration Frustration is removed now in the name of Jesus. Anything you came to collect this morning, this morning you did not just come to church, you came to encounter God. Therefore, I present to you that God that changes the impossible to become possible. I declare now in the name of Jesus, let every impossibility become possible now. I declare now in the name of Jesus, by the light of God, the force of that light that can not be stopped. I speak into your health. I speak into your bones. I speak into your finances. I speak into your life. I speak into your destiny. Let everything begin to align. Everything out of course I command it to align now. By the light of God. By the force of the light of God. I declare in the name of Jesus. Let the light of God. Let the light of God. Let the light of God. 
Kanisa Manko Fili Hasandi Keleso Prada Iko Praskita Anytime we speak his word He goes forth to perform Therefore in the name of Jesus Everything that is your heart desire I may not know what your heart desire is But the spirit of God knows Now I ask that it be manifested for you I ask that there will be a change for you I ask that there will be a change for you A manifestation of the supernatural order That which was of the earthy is of the earthy But there is some which is of the heavenly I ask that the heavenly be superimposed On your earthy in the name of Jesus Thank you heavenly father Thank you Lord We give you praise We give you praise we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, we bless the communion. That as we partake of the communion, your word says, I'm the, you said that I'm the bread of life. He that eateth me will not die, but will have life and the light of life. As they partake of the blood and the body, let the light of life begin to be infused in their spirit man. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Abba. We give you praise for making us sons. For making us sons. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say amen. If you have received something at all, say amen. amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Something has shifted on your life. Jesus name if you just give our offerings and our thighs as well father to child spirit to spirit lighted by your word with your bread of life that's how I come my life that's how I change my life Father to child, spirit to spirit, lighted by your word, with your bread of life, that's how I come my life, that's how I change my world. Just breathe your name upon me. Breathe. 